0: My name is Jess,
1: and his name is Bill.
0: She's my fourteen-year-old daughter,
1: and he's my forty-eight-year-old father.
0: On some things we agree,
1: and some things we do not.
0: Together we, we are Jess Bill, and, and this, this is, is Death, Death by Multimedia. Multimedia. for the start of yet another exciting week here at Jessabill.
1: Good morning, Dad.
0: Hello, Jessica. How are you going?
1: Pretty good. What about you? Oh,
0: I've had the greatest week ever.
1: That's good. Mm,
0: (laughs) Yes, and I'm going to continue to say that every week.
1: Good job. Even
0: though it may not be entirely accurate. (laughs) How about you?
1: Yeah, I've been pretty good this week. Good. I've been uh, listening to one album continuously... As you do.
0: As you do. As yes. You do.
1: And yeah, I've been doing a lot of uh, writing this yep. week. Yep. I've gotten back into that. Right.
0: Which is good. Excellent. Well, maybe we'll review that next week. And we'll, we'll read it for everyone to listen to and go from there. Yes. Or not. <laughs> right. Okay. Um. What else has been going on around the world? Winter Olympics have started. Yes. Yes. Uh,
1: Someone. Uh, then someone ice skated to the Uri on Ice theme, which everyone is very excited about.
0: Are they? Yes. Everyone.
1: E- everyone in that I know, anyway. Everyone in that Uri on Ice anime fandom.
0: Right. Oh, All <laughs> I know is that uh, one of the Australian uh, ice skaters pulled a Stephen Bradbury and took out two people and got through by default.
1: Good job. Nothing
0: like default two greatest words <laughs> in English language. Alrighty, well, shall we get on with the show instead of this wonderful banter back and forth? Yes. All right. Well, let's start off with what we usually start off with, which is this.
1: There's something on the TV!
0: Yes, once again, there has been something on the TV. Yes. Well, there generally is a lot of stuff on TV. Yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> You're what, correct.
0: I am. Have you actually watched anything this week, Jesse P?
1: Um, no. Ah. But I will be talking about something that I watched in the holidays.
0: I see. Mm, excuse the uh, air conditioner making funny noises there anyway it's far too hot in this room not to have it on right so now we're going to review something you watch in the holidays yes okay and what actually would that have been
1: the end of the effing world
0: ah that's not the kind of language that I like to hear on this program
1: no oh you mean that's the title
0: (laughs) ah I get you. it's the end of the effing world yes wow well thanks for everyone for being here and that is the end no? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, tell me, what was the end of the effing world like?
1: Um, the basic concept of the story, it's about two main characters, a rebel teenage girl and a psychopath teenage boy, both mm. 17 at the time, uh, and how they break away from their hometown and families to find adventure.
0: I see. So, rebels without a clue.
1: Exactly. Right. Yep. And um, the girl just wants freedom, she hates everything, seems to like swearing a lot.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, I see where this is going, yes.
1: Yes, and the boy uh, is a psychopath and just wants to try murder. And so he goes along with her, pretending to be her boyfriend, to murder her.
0: Okay, without her knowing. Yes. Right. I see, That, that sounds interesting...
1: Yes. Uh, <laughs> there, there were some very awkward scenes in there. I will, I will give it that. <laughs> um, and so when I was watching it, I was like, oh God, I need to turn away, because I was watching it in the car uh, on the uh, way yes. to Brisbane. Yes. Uh, and I was like, oh, well, I didn't expect this. Better just turn that off for a bit. <laughs> or like skip past it or something. And, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Yep. There were just, like, little tiny bits that I thought, oh, does that really need to be there? Um, yes, but I, I did like it, uh, and there were some twists in there that I didn't actually expect, which is strange for me, because I usually expect twists.
0: Yes. So, was it just one series?
1: It was just one series and there is not going to be a second season from what I know. Okay,
0: how many episodes were there?
1: Uh, I'm pretty sure there was eight episodes.
0: Right, okay. So, the typical sort of uh, series that goes around on Netflix and things these days. Yes, and oh. so
1: you get, uh, as well, from the two characters, you get them talking and then you get like a voiceover That's from right. what they're thinking as well as that. Um, so, it's like... There's one line, uh, it's like, I saw you skating, and then the voiceover, uh, I really didn't. Yes. And that sort of thing. Right,
0: on. Yep. Okay.
1: Yeah, and it's very uh, well thought out in that way.
0: Right. On. So the story's all tied up at the end here. It's basically just a one long story you know, of eight episodes. Yes. Could they extend it to a second series if they wanted to, or if it was successful enough?
1: I don't think so. I think they made it just for one season, yep. and I think that it should stay that way yeah, right because it, even if they tried, they could not uh, continue the story.
0: Okay, righto. Oh, okay. So for that, what would you give that out of five?
1: A three point five out 3.5. of five. Is
0: there anyone you would particularly recommend might want to watch this kind of show?
1: Hmm. Uh anyone probably
0: fourteen-year-olds, for instance. <laughs>
1: Probably a little bit
0: older than me, actually. Oh, really? Okay, weird 16-year-olds. Yeah, probably, right. yes,
1: around that age. <laughs> okay,
0: very good. Well, I have been finally catching up with Season 12 of Red Dwarf, which uh, if wasn't shown, well, it might have been shown on ABC TV, I don't know, but anyway, I've had to catch up on that on ABC iView, which is one of those wonderful apps that we have around in the place these days. For those who don't no Red Dwarf, well, shame on you. (laughs) If you go back to the start, the basic premise of the show was that there is a very large mining spaceship, Red Dwarf, uh, that, following a radiation leak that kills almost all the crew, is being rushed into deep space. Now, three million years from Earth, all that remain on board are Dave Lister, the last human being alive, a hologram of his now-dead roommate Arnold Rimmer, the cat, who is a creature that has evolved over all those years into basically a human humanoid cat, and the mechanoid Crichton. So without getting into the whole history of the show, an initially explored Lister trying to find a way to get back to Earth, even though he knew that the human race would now be long-extinct, Given that most people things on Earth sort of don't last three million years, mm. um, this eventually turned into an exploration of the relationship between the four main characters and their differing and volatile personalities, and anything in deep space that they could find to be entertaining. So, Jesse, how much do you know about red dwarf?
1: Uh, not a lot, really. I know the theme song, uh,
0: <laughs> and that's about it. More or less.
1: Exactly that. Yep. The, yeah, and then I remember there's, like, the computer
0: mm.
1: with the blonde-haired woman. That's all I know.
0: Ah, yes, the second Holly is. Mm. Okay. Anyway, I could talk for hours about this show <laughs> uh, and my love of the show. So let's just concentrate on series 12, which I've just finished watching. There are six episodes, and it's generally about the length of the, each series is made. All the characters now... <coughs> excuse me. All the characters now are old because it's thirty years since that first series was filmed, so they're all showing signs of age. Um, apart from Crichton, who obviously, with all his makeup and stuff, looks exactly the same as he always has. <laughs> and it works okay with Lister and Cat because you know that they're aging, so you understand that ages. But the funny thing is, is that with Rimmer, who is the hologram, surely a hologram can't age. That doesn't seem like it's a likely scenario that a hologram is going to age mm. or have receding hair.
1: <laughs>
0: but that's just being pity.
1: Mm.
0: because we know that there's no such things as holograms. Anyway, so in this series, um, it tries to go back to the roots of the earlier series. Uh, the characters aren't as openly antagonistic to each other as they were when they were younger, and in those early series Uh, given that they've now been in space together for 30 years I suppose that's a fair enough thing Mm. but they still have enough gentle animosity in this series to continue bringing the humour to the screen the cat has regained his vanity and is showing his original cat characteristics which is good because uh, that was the best part about the cat he was basically just a cat except he was a humanoid uh, <laughs> and then over the years in the middle series he sort of became more I suppose more human uh, but certainly in this series he's gone back to that a little bit he's you know, showing some vanity looking at himself and his reflection in the mirror and not being able to tear himself away and all that kind of thing so I, I enjoyed that part of it um, Rimmer is as irascible as ever and uh, still looking after number one himself and all that matters and uh, You Lister is not a complete slob like he was in the first three or four series uh, or even up to series seven I suppose when you think about it but he's still as individualistic as ever and Crichton just continues to interact between the three the episodes even went back and harked on those early series Um, the dwarf keeps coming across ships from Earth in deep space, three million years in deep space which if you're thinking about this as a as a a series a series series you'd think well how the hell are all these ships so far in deep space why (laughs) and how do they keep coming across them but of course it's just a comedy so you don't worry about that you just let each story happen Uh, and it even brings back a couple of old characters and situations from the early series such as Captain Hollister and even Holly the Computer finally arrives back again so they duck into parallel universes they move about in time they come across crazed lunatics so pretty much uh, standard fare for the uh, Red Dwarf crew yes sounds
1: like (laughs) it
0: So I, in the long run, I really enjoyed this series, uh, even though it can never be as brilliant as the acting and the writing was, it, it, certainly between series three and seven, which was probably my favourite period of Red Dwarf. This is still good enough for me for already. I've already watched the whole series three twice, <laughs> um, and I enjoyed it the second time more than I enjoyed it the first time as well. So it was, it was. Good. It was excellent humour, and Rimmer still is the star of the show. He's just fantastic. Chris Barry is just so good in the role. So, for me, if you don't know about Red Dwarf, uh, and you enjoy science fiction and you enjoy comedy, then you should definitely be checking this out because it's, and you it should be going probably from the start, from Series One, and going through that way. Anyone who's watched Red Dwarf and has just thought, oh goodness, they're still making it? away, well, It couldn't possibly be as good. I encourage you to watch this series. It was good. Series 12 was excellent. I, series 12, I give this 4 out of 5. That's good. Yeah. So there you go. That was my viewing of TV this week.
1: Sounds good.
0: So, we've got things for people to watch?
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Excellent. All right. Had enough of that? Sure. Uh, should we do something else? Sounds good. What would you like to do?
1: Probably this. Crap movies that I'm Bill is showing, Jess!
0: Alrighty then. Well... Had a bit of a problem here this week, trying to choose a movie. I've got a list of about 12 or 13 movies, and the list could be about 100 long, to be honest. <laughs> i just trying to get to just what kind of movie she'd like to watch each week, whether it be a drama or a comedy or an action or whatever, and she didn't help me out much this week.
1: No, I really didn't mind. <laughs> so
0: anyway, this week Jessica was exposed to Beverly Hills Cop. Yes. Which is nineteen 1980- eighty. I think from memory, yes. No, 84. 84, sorry. Starring Eddie Murphy. And mm. uh, it was the role that probably made him a superstar of that time of the 80s. He'd been in movies before that, such as 48 Hours, and he'd been on uh, Saturday Night Live. But this was the movie that really made him a leading man at the time. So, Jesse. Yes. What did you think of Beverly Hills Cop?
1: I thought it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yes, it was, it was very uh, very witty. And all <laughs> yes. the jokes in there added up.
0: Yes.
1: Like, some of them you see in movies and it's like, oh, well, that was funny, but it didn't really play to the story. Yep. Whereas every single joke in this movie, it played exactly to the storyline. Yes. It was great. And at the start, uh, I didn't think that Eddie Murphy's character was going to mean much. I thought he was just there for the start. But then uh, you continued on and it was like, oh, oh, so he's the main character of this. Oh, cool. Didn't expect that.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. I thought you might have thought that. That's why I didn't say anything about what was the movie about and who who was the star and all that kind of stuff. Because that opening scene we are in the back of the truck and he's trying to sell um, stolen cigarettes to, uh, to the people in the back of the truck and then the truck goes off. And yes, it's not immediately obvious that he is actually the star of the film. Yes. Yes. And uh, he plays the the cop really well oh yeah <laughs> and the move to Beverly Hills to find his mate's killer
1: yes and he he did it uh, in a way towards the start where he was like yeah okay I'll take a vacation and you knew that he was going to uh, try to find the killer but then you were like um, he he got to Beverly Hills and he just kind of hung around for a bit and he was like yeah this is a nice place I might stay here for a while <laughs> and then you thought oh well what's he doing then
0: yes and he was doing everything that he had to do Yes Yes. Um, did you like the byplay between The Beverly Hills Police Department Who, everything by the book And you can't do anything And the way that he played his character Which was basically find something at all costs
1: Yes, I thought that was really really good And like, towards the end um, You got some of the Beverly Hills Cops uh, Believing what he was saying And thinking oh well we'd better do this This seems pretty important and then the big boss man came over and said, huh, no, you're going to be arrested and you're not allowed to come back.
0: <laughs> it was all done very well in the fact that uh, as the movie went on, the relationship between um, Axel Foley's character and um, the rest of the, the cops sort of grew into, rather than trying to do the wrong thing, but they became, uh, what's the word? They understood that he was actually onto something, and then through that, they became friendly or friends. And then by the end of the film, yes, yeah, they're, they're all friends and they've lightened up a bit. It's all done very well. And as I said to Jessica, the soundtrack to this movie is one of the first albums I ever bought, and it's probably one of the first four or five albums I ever bought. Because after watching the movie, I basically, I, if you, everyone would know the theme Axel F., mm. uh, which is uh, Axel Foley's f- theme in the movie. And I really wanted that, and you couldn't get it on singles, so I bought the album. And then there's so many other great songs on there as well, uh, certainly from the 80s, 80s pop songs that uh, <laughs> people mightn't like necessarily these days. But certainly, Glenn Fry's um, The Heat Is On is, is part of that as well. Yes, so I saw this at the movies when I was um, possibly 14, 15 or something, or whatever, and then saw it again when I went on a, a history excursion to Canberra for Year 10. And it's, uh, I haven't watched it for quite some time, um, I enjoyed watching it again and, and going and seeing all the old uh, jokes and things that mm. happen and, you know, sending out the uh, the late suppers to the to cops on the yes. streets and, and putting bananas in the tailpipes and getting through the lights and getting away and the confrontations with Victor Maitland and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> he, he was really good in this role and... Even though he's done some good stuff since, I mean, this is the role that I will always enjoy for it. And the second film is just as good, and the third one's not too bad.
1: That's good. But is
0: there anything else in there, the film, that you thought was worth mentioning?
1: Not really. I didn't mm-hmm. write much down, really.
0: Yep. Well, in that case, as a film, on this level, what are you going to rate that out of five? A
1: four out of five. A
0: four out of five. Well, there you go. Well, that's good. I, I think that's fair. I'd probably rate it a bit higher. I don't know whether I'd rate it a five or not, because it's difficult in this day and age. But mm. I... I've always enjoyed this film and even though there is some swearing in there that you have to be a bit careful with some. with a, a younger children and it's still worth watching it's yes great. very good alright so what film are you going to get to next point?
1: hmm I don't know oh,
0: god I'm going to have to go through all this again yes and let's hopefully find one that one of my discs doesn't stop after 70 minutes like the last two <laughs> bloody films have stupid DVD Maybe we
1: should kick mum out of her room and oh, just watch it well,
0: in there. We'll just have to do something sooner or later. Anyway, yeah. that's for next week. So, Beverly Hills Cop. That's this week's film. Get out there and watch it again. You can download it. You can probably still get it at the uh, DVD shop if there's still one alive in your area. Mm. still yeah, dying. Very sad. Anyway, All right. Enough of that? Yes. Okay. Something
1: else?
0: Yeah. Okay, let's try this.
1: Album
0: review switcheroo Well here we go album review switcheroo Yes Yes Jesse's still a fan a couple of albums out there anyway which is all very interesting mm-hmm. how many more weeks we can pull this out for?
1: Yes, I wonder.
0: I've only got about <laughs> another oh, two thousand two hundred and fifty <laughs> albums to go, I think, so that's a lot of weeks. Yes. There, yeah. anyway. Am I going first today or are you? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, well, what did you give me this week, Jessica?
1: What did I give you? I've completely forgotten. There
0: you go, that's awesome. You gave <laughs> me the album entitled Mansion by the artist known as NF. Yes. Not N F I. Nope. No. No N F. Nathan John Feerstein or something like that.
1: Something, I don't know how to
0: pronounce it name. No, so, <laughs> so just NF, yes. It's his, it was his debut album, and it was released mm-hmm. in 2015. Well, let me say from the start that Jessica has really nailed me this week. Heck
1: yeah.
0: Christian hip-hop rap. <laughs> well, that's me in three words. That's really awesome. fan <laughs> frickin fantastic. Anyway, it seems, it seems, if you read things, which is what I've done this week as well as listening to the album... He seemed to be promoted as Christian hip-hop and Christian rap. Yes. Though he himself says that although he is Christian, his music is for everyone and he doesn't necessarily limit his music to Christian themes. I can't say whether he does or he doesn't necessarily, but there you go. All I know is, and it'll be up for everyone to, if they want to look up uh, on Wikipedia or just through Google about NF... The more I read about him as a person, the more impressed I became with him. Uh, Just some of the stuff he's done and the stuff he stands for, I thought to myself, well, you can't knock him as a person. But to the music, because that's what we're here to review. (laughs) I've only got one problem with hip-hop and rap music. Yes. I don't like it. (laughs) It's rubbish. Generally, rubbish. My goodness. I can, again, as I probably say everywhere, I can appreciate the fact that there is a skill in putting together lyrics and then sprouting them out in a style that settles with the beat that has been chosen to rap along to. But so much of it is programmed. I think just about everything here is programmed. I can't program piano chords and notes and stuff, of course, but <laughs> although there is a skill in that, I prefer my music to be played on instruments. <laughs> It's probably a narrow point of view, but it's what I like. And also, people used to have a crack at me about my music taste when I was a teenager, (laughs) saying, I can't understand what they're saying. Well, how about rap music? For goodness sakes. In some of the songs, not necessarily this stuff, but in some songs in rap music, you've got to concentrate pretty full on to work out what the hell they're saying. And of course... There are other songs where the whole song is just a repeated phrase or words over and over and over. So you work those words out, but that's because the song has three
1: words.
0: (laughs) Anyhow, back to this album. There are songs there that have that rapping back beat, but are actually in a more typical song structure and singing style. Uh, Songs such as Wait... Paralyzed, which is just a very quiet piano-based song. That's yes. almost a ballad. I'll keep on, which is a really average "Join me and sing" kind of song. It's like a, it's almost like a church song, you know. Um, <laughs> I'll keep on, I'll keep on. It's sort of thing. I was thinking, oh, I am at church. beauty That's just what I felt like listening to at work. Um, turn the music up is as a, as a, like a dance floor filler, where you sort of expect to see a crowd jumping up and down in time to the song. Mm. Motivated is probably an example of the old and new merging together. It's uh, uh, The voice levels are loud and forthright, not simply informing you, but informing you with attitude. <laughs> the couple of people who have heard this at work with me this week uh, have heard glimpses of Eminem, which mm-hmm. generally is inevitable when you have a white boy doing this kind of music. It's... Uh, <laughs> Sometimes it's very similar. Uh, this isn't an album I will endear to my collection and pull out every time when I'm looking for a good dose of pepping up. As, a, as an artist, though, he does all the things this genre of music is looking for and he sounds good at it. It's um, a terrible thing when you find yourself while you're doing your work and you hear the song come on in the background and you, you hear yourself... Singing words, I'll keep on, I'll keep on, I'll keep mm-hmm. on. When you know full well that you do not like this kind of music at all, <laughs> Jessica, what have I missed with Mansion by NF?
1: Um, I just like how his songs are completely real. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do listen for the lyrics yep. to be honest. Um, and yeah, I that's that's basically it. That's that's all you missed. Um, I, I like listening for the lyrics, uh, and but, I do like um, also when I can actually rap a song yep. and get it all done.
0: Yep. That but you is, do like yeah, rap songs.
1: I do. I do like rap yeah.
0: songs. Yep. Yeah. Which is yeah, and that's fine. People out there do like, excuse me, like that kind of <laughs> stuff. Um, I feel like Rick and Morty then. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's and that's fine. I understand that you know people will like this stuff and then you're going to uh, listen to this kind of music and then there are people who have to put up with it and just move on. Yes. Anyway. I, <laughs> I, I find it hard to, to rate it down. But I, look, I don't like rap music. This was okay. I gave it probably two out of five. Oh,
1: that's pretty good. Um, that's better than I expected.
0: It was, you know, I again, I, I can appreciate it and the two's more for what i read about him necessarily than about the music itself. But... Mm. It's, uh, if I hear it on there, I can say, oh, God, it's some rap music. And I can, I can listen to it. I don't have to turn it up. It's not jazz.
1: Well, you'll be glad that there's uh, at least one of his songs on the radio at the moment.
0: Is it? Yes. Which one? It's, oh, one, got from, this album. it's
1: one from his new album called Let You Down. Okay. Yep. Good.
0: Well, there you go. Wait, wait, really? I don't hear the radio.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, what would you rate that album you know, in your ratings sort of stuff
1: I would probably give it a 3.5 out of 5 right. I definitely like his uh, newer album better than uh, Mansion yep but that's because he was like working on his music at that point yep. and he was working on what kind of sound he wanted so yep. he just did every single thing he could do in that genre of music <laughs> and put it in one album altogether
0: yeah, that's pretty much right mm. yeah. alright well what did I give you this week
1: uh, you gave me it's a kind of magic by Queen. Wow.
0: That's amazing. It's hard to believe, isn't it?
1: Mm, their, I wonder why.
0: Their 12th studio album, released in 1986. So, <laughs> so why did I give you this album, I ask?
1: Because there was a mention of uh, It's a Kind of Magic, or at least the line, It's a Kind of Magic, in the last movie we watched.
0: Ooh, in, the last, in fact, this acts as the soundtrack to the last movie. Yes. Yes, uh, which was Highlander. Uh, and Queen wrote most of the music in Highlander and then put it out on this album, which is not just ores on this album, but yes, the majority of the songs are. Yes. So tell me, what did you think of A Kind of Magic?
1: I did uh, recognise most of the songs yes. uh, from whether they've been in that movie or I did hear the main theme it's a kind of magic in some kids TV show I used to watch it was the main theme of it yes Uh, and I have heard it sometimes while you're just sitting in here and just doing your own thing
0: hard to believe yes
1: (laughs) (laughs) and so uh, I was very familiar with it yes already and most of the songs uh, were quite slow towards the start and, and, and like the middle and that did go with Ah uh, Highlander, definitely.
0: yes,
1: and um most of the time I was thinking, oh yeah, this is this is definitely Highlander. but then I listened to it a couple of times and I started getting a bit bored of it, which i don't I don't want to <laughs> say because I do like Queen You're and, really
0: bored with stuff and I too. like
1: I like the way um, they do their songs and stuff, but I did get a little bit bored of it mm-hmm. <laughs> um because some of the songs sounded a little bit of the same Sella. at, at yep. least in the chorus or maybe towards the end of it
0: sure yep
1: yeah um, and it, w- it was easier to listen to though yes um, so like if I was at school and had nothing to do and I had art a couple of times this week so I just put my headphones in and listen to this while drawing which was good um, but yeah it did get a little bit boring after a while um, but I'm sure if I was in the right mood I'd be able to enjoy it more than I did
0: yep I think certainly it's... Because it acts as the soundtrack to the movie as well. So all these songs were purpose-written by having... They had a rough cut of the film they were watching and and they, they wrote the songs that way that went in there. So, as you say, the atmosphere of the songs were set to fit in with the movie rather than just writing an album as they would normally do. Yeah, It's a lot like... And the same when they did the soundtrack to Flash Gordon. It was the same sort of thing. Um... For, for me, it's always been like it's the opening song One Vision was actually on another film called Iron Eagle, I think, from memory, but don't quote me on that. <laughs> um, but it's got some real, for me, it's got top shelf songs One Vision, A Kind of Magic. Friends Will Be Friends, I've always loved. Uh, Who Wants to Live to Forever is just one of those amazingly moody songs that yeah. in, in, <laughs> even where it places in the film. Uh, even without that and it's, the, the duet between Brian May and Freddie Mercury and that is just terrific it uh, was. They, they share the, share the vocals uh, and Prince of the Universe is just a terrific song and I also love Give Me The Prize because it's, it's got the heavier edge to it and uh, very much a Brian May song um, and for, surprisingly for the, the, do, the song Don't Lose Your Head I just think um, it's got an amazing emotional range about it and um, the way they sing the middle part or the way Freddie sings the middle part of it I, I just think that's fantastic So they are
1: very talented in what they do they are
0: but again as you said I, I can see how you could um, lose focus I, say, I won't say getting bored but I'll say you could lose focus with this album because of yes the way it was written was for a movie and therefore it's set to reflect the moods of the, the film at that time so yes. rather than a normal Queen album where other Queen albums are just as they are written in great yeah. albums I still love this album um, but again I agree with you it's probably not in my top half dozen at least Queen albums but it's got it's place yes because it's part of Highland but. <laughs> anything else to say?
1: not much yeah. but I would definitely I would rate this album a 3 out of 5 Right. because on. the first couple of times I listened to it I was enjoying it and I was thinking oh yeah this, this is nice, I could listen to this.
0: Yep. And then after that, it was a bit. Eh. Yeah, that's right. Yep, I understand that. Yeah, I guess I would probably rate that, I think, as a, as a four. Uh, maybe a 3.5, depending on how I was listening to it, comparing to other Queen albums. So, but it's, it's, it is what it is. Yes. Yes. It was also the last uh, album that the uh, Queen toured on. Uh, they, uh, after that, Freddie was uh, died. Well, he was probably died just before this, as as having AIDS, and he was never well enough to tour again after mm. this album. So, um, yes, well, there you go. Yes. So two albums this week: Mansion by NF, and, and A Kind of Magic by Queen.
1: Yes. Check them out two on com- Spotify. Two completely different albums. They
0: certainly are. Almost you should listen to them back almost. to back and wonder how the hell we listen to music. <laughs> Alrighty, well let's move on for whatever's next. Must be something to do with this.
1: Crap that Jess has been watching on YouTube!
0: Oh, everyone's favourite segment. (laughs) Jessica rambling on about rubbish on YouTube. Uh.
1: (laughs) Ah.
0: Isn't it wonderful to be here each week at this time for that?
1: Indeed it is.
0: Well, let's hear all about it, Jessica. Crap that Jess has been watching on YouTube this week is what?
1: I've been uh, looking into a lot of My Chemical Romance, because I've recently gotten very into their music. Really? Yes, and in between listening to this week's album and uh, Danger Days by My Chemical Romance, uh, yeah, those are the two albums I listened to this week.
0: There you go.
1: Um, And I was listening to Danger Days a lot yesterday. Yes. um, And I was looking through... Uh, My Chemical Romance's YouTube channel Mm -hmm. a lot this week uh, looking at all of their music videos and like uh, maybe three weeks ago they uploaded some like outtakes of their music videos which was interesting they went for like half an hour each and it was just giant clips they hadn't cut the clips so So I I guess How do you have half
0: hour outtakes on a five minute song? Mm -hmm.
1: I don't know, but uh, I, it's just because I guess they had to do different angles and it was all at the same time. But I think they, the studio just decided, oh, look, we've got all this film and the band is uh, gone, but the fans are still alive, so why don't we just put all of these clips together without any editing and send it out onto YouTube? Yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I watched a bit of that and I looked into the story of Danger Days, Because it was uh, a little bit of a concept album And breaking out of what their last album was Which was The Black Parade, Which was their most successful album that they ever released Mm -hmm. And so they were sort of branching away from that Because they were like, oh, we don't want to do that anymore Let's do some different kind of music
0: Yes
1: And uh, they've got a storyline in it It's set in
0: 2019
1: Right In uh, a California desert Right and it's basically, again, you won't be surprised with this, but it is uh, pretty much an apocalyptic situation where the world has ended and there's a, an all-powerful city that's ruling over everyone.
0: Oh, my God! <laughs> it's Judge Dredd. Oh, man. Mega City and Mega City 2. <laughs> is there anyone alive out there who remembers Judge Dredd? Probably not.
1: <laughs> and, um, yes, I've been very interested in that, and they released, like teaser videos of what the sort of story of the album would be like before they brought it out in 2010
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so I was looking at all of that and thinking wow they're good at coming up with that
0: sort of story well if they're so good so you're telling me that my chemical romance are no longer a going concern
1: well they're, they're no longer a band no right. since, so, since 2013 so the romance is over yes sadly
0: so they, chemically they <laughs> fell apart and the romance is over Yes. Right. I see. <laughs> and you're still checking out stuff on YouTube from uh, The Romance Is Over. Yes. Right. It's very sad. It is. Very
1: sad. <laughs> um, but I did watch a lot more Jack's films again this week.
0: Oh, good. Thank goodness they're back. Because they're heaps awesome.
1: <laughs> and, um, yeah, that, that's about all I watched on YouTube this week. I didn't do much on YouTube. Right. I was mostly just listening...
0: To music. I see. So, watching YouTube, listening to music.
1: Pretty much. Yeah, good. That was my
0: week. Right. Well, I had a fun week on YouTube this yes. week. Because on Monday, our time, there was the Super Bowl on in America. Of course. And when the Super Bowl comes out, uh, you get all the new movie trailers coming out. <laughs> all coming out that they showed during the Super Bowl telecast, and they're on YouTube an hour later. So you get to see all the new trailers And it's very sparkly and new and exciting To (laughs) see what movies are coming out for the year So the ones that basically came out on Monday Were the trailers for Solo, a Star Wars story
1: Which Uh, is coming out
0: later this year Jurassic World 2 uh, Avengers Infinity War Ant-Man and the Wasp Deadpool 2 Venom Mission Impossible Fallout And Skyscraper so, they're all out there for anyone who wants to see what's coming in those. Mm. You can also see the trailer for the new Amazon TV series based on Jack Ryan. The Jack Ryan novels written by Tom Clancy. Anyone who's seen or heard of uh, The Hunt for Red October, for instance, is, uh, Jack Ryan is the character in that. But it stars John Krasinski as uh, Jack Ryan this time, and anyone who's seen the American version of The Office... He played Jim Halpert in that. So Jim Halpert is now Jack Ryan. (laughs) That looks good too. So that was good. But also this week, given that we were watching Beverly Hills Cop, when I went to the movies to see Beverly Hills Cop back in 1867, when it first came out, it also had a short film at the start, before the film started. And it goes for about six minutes. And it was called The Absent-Minded Waiter. And it was written by the marvellous Steve Martin and also starred Steve Martin in the main role. Now, we saw that that once when we went to the movies and I thought, that's fantastic. And then we saw the film again in Canberra, as I said, when we went down on our history excursion. And we all sitting in the movies wondering, oh, wouldn't it be good if we could see The Absent-Minded Waiter again before the film started? And bugger me, guess what? The <laughs> Absent-Minded Waiter is in. So... I'm not going to give away the story, but I am going to insist that you get on YouTube, you look for the absent-minded waiter. There's about four or five different versions there. The quality's not great, but it goes for about six minutes. It's worth watching. I think it's
1: hilarious. It's brilliant.
0: The whole story, yeah, it doesn't take long, but it's just Steve Martin at his absolute best, and um, most of you young people probably don't even know who Steve Martin is, but you should watch this and find out. Yes. So that was what I was watching this week on YouTube. So Good job. So it should be crap that Jess has been watching on YouTube and awesome stuff that Bill has been watching on YouTube.
1: Featuring Bill.
0: Yes. Why not? <laughs> I mean, I am the second in charge of this show.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Alrighty, uh, that's all you got, Jess? That's all I've got. Okay, good. That's excellent. Well, let's move on, shall we?
1: Yes. The end!
0: And so we come to the end of another fabulous show.
1: Yes, it was a good show today.
0: Really? Shorter
1: I mean, than usual.
0: You know, probably. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, no, it's getting up here. Anyway. There right. Okay. <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun. Yes. So, we'll have uh, more movies and music next week, will we, Jess? Yes, we will. We will. All right. Nothing different yet? Not looking to do something different?
1: I, I have some ideas. Ah.
0: Well, you have to talk to the production assistant about that.
1: Mm, yes. I think
0: that's you. So oh. You'll have to talk to yourself about what you want to do with your show. Right, and well... And then you'll have to convince yourself that that's what you should do with the show, and then you'll have to try and implement that with yourself as to what's going to happen in the show.
1: Well, I'm no stranger with that.
0: Really? Okay. Jesus, good playing second banana. Um, Yeah, okay. Well, uh, another week coming up. Another busy week for all those in the Peters household once again. And uh, we'll hopefully have some more exciting stuff for you all who come in and listen to us every week. We appreciate you listening to us because otherwise we'd just be speaking to ourselves. And if we were just speaking to ourselves, we'd look a little crazy.
1: As I said, I'm no stranger to that.
0: Very good. (laughs) Jessie, have a lovely week. You too. To all our lovely listeners out there, have a lovely week, and we'll see you next week.
1: Bye.